Negation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! Broadcasting while wandering the Blue Ridge Mountains, as I usually do, looking for anybody with some clue in the mainstream media, because there just isn't anybody. So we're here. This is Dean Ledwig. With me, as always, is... This is Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas. And man, that was a mouthful, dude. Yeah, I do that once in a while. Not well, usually. So, uh... We're coming back from a break, and uh, because of conflicting schedules, we just couldn't get our <laughs> crap together. Uh, so yeah, we're we're back to uh, report, and we're still working on that other project too. So that'll more news on that to come. But till then, let's start off in our usual way with the uh, Wheel of Genders. All right, so I'm Biden's government aborted M855-223 bullet. <laughs> wow. That was a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> well, well, I'm, a lot, I'm a lot of things yeah. today. All right. I can be whatever are. I want to be. You can. You, you know, and you wear it proudly. It is Pride Month. Yes. You be proud. <laughs> I'm a, a squatting teenager throwing a mansion party. What are you doing when you're squatting? Invading oh, somebody else's oh, house. Oh, oh, you're staying yeah. there. Oh, yeah, okay. that kind of squatting. Okay, well, I thought all you right, we're not out in the woods but... and with bears and all. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> wrong squatting, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that could go a lot of different yeah, ways. Okay, but uh, I'm gonna exit out of that and go to the news. I'm going to start with some, <laughs> boy, they love me at work when I cover supply chain. Oh, I bet they do. Global food shortage, a catastrophe, UN chief says. Yes. Now, 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 now. Okay. If the UN says it, genu generally, I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I don't UN. put too much into them. No. But here's, I've been following this a little while for supply chain, especially for work. And we had the deaf shortage where, well, it, it was a false deaf shortage. Mm -hmm. So the president or CEO of, of Loves and Pilot. Right. The, uh, no, uh, Pilot and uh, Flying J. Flying J, sorry. Uh, he said that CSX said they had to cut their production of deaf. Mm -hmm. diesel exhaust fluid. And for those who do not know what that is, most trucks that run diesel have to run deaf after 2010. Right. It's modified pig piss. Yes. Urea. So deaf is kind of a big deal in transportation. And if there's a shortage of that, which it sounds like that's been created now, 
for those who don't know, rail lines, and the reason why they're asking this is uh, because they sh- CSX ships by rail the death for 30% of the United States. That's a pretty big chunk. Yeah. Who backs the rail lines? Who? The government. Oh. Yeah, there are a lot of government subsidies that go to the rail lines. They're publicly traded companies, though. Yeah. But they are subsidized. Yes. Very much so. Just like if, um, oh, I don't know, if you don't, if you don't support pride month, then you don't get free lunches in the school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Technically it's, it's a public school, but mm-hmm. it's subsidized. Yes. So anyway, that creates a shortage in transportation. Well, as you've heard me say on every podcast that I've ever talked about supply chain, it all starts with transportation. Yes. Transportation is vitally important to get anything here. Now, the shortages that a lot of us are seeing right now are not the ports anymore. Ports are flowing. Stuff's coming in from China, Mm -hmm. but it can't get out of the port. Right. Because of transportation. So it can't get across the United States from California to your store for whatever products and goods that you have. I don't know. And I'll, I'll say that the next time... You folks are in a grocery store. Take a look around. You're going to see some empty stuff. And the reason why is they're staggering deliveries so that all stores have some, but all stores don't have all. Right. And that has to do with gas prices, death prices, the availability of death. And what does that do? They just say, well, just don't put death in there. No, it cripples your vehicle. Right. So right. I have a diesel truck and if I don't the put, hybrid. Yeah. The hybrid yeah. diesel and oxygen. That's one. Yeah. And death. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, well, there you go. So it runs on three things. If I don't put death in there and I run my death tank out, mm-hmm. my truck will go 15 miles an hour. Wow. It'll cripple it. That's fun. And the computer does that. And so these big freight liners and Mack trucks right. and things like that. Same thing. Yeah. Same things. They, they just don't run and Hey, you know, people don't think this is a big deal. Nobody ever thinks about logistics, right? Nobody ever thinks no, about it. No, of course not. It's like electricity. Yeah. Nobody thinks about it because you flip, flip it's it on. It's done. Right. The only time people think about it is when it doesn't work. Right. So yeah, we've got this problem, but the, there's another shortage coming and and it has to do with the urea. It has to do with, uh, well, urine. Okay. And that has to do with farming. Okay. What does urine have to do with farming? Uh, fertilizer. Well, you're the guy to ask on that because you grew <laughs> up in that environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it is used a lot. It, the same chemical compounds are used a lot in fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United Nations secretary, Antonio Guterres mm-hmm. is warning that the world faces a catastrophe due to the growing global food shortage. There is a real risk that multiple famines will be declared in 2022. Oh. They're prepping us. Multiple. <laughs> multiple. And nice. 20, 2023 could be even worse. Of course. 
This year's food access issue could become next year's global food shortage, he added. No country will be immune to the, here we go, social and economic repercussions of such a catastrophe. Oh. All they were missing in there was governance. That's it. ESG. So we can't get fertilizer. Fertilizer is, I think, I could be wrong on this, but it's four times what it was last year. Yeah. That's just about, I was just talking to my uncle the other day, mm-hmm. um, who was an active farmer, and that's that's about what uh, he was saying. So we're going to starve our farmers to death. We're going to try to bring in cheap stuff from Mexico. Not that that's a bad thing, because, you know, down in Texas, you get great watermelons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they come from Mexico, yeah. and they're awesome. Yeah. And a lot of the produce we get from Mexico. Also. Well, a lot of the produce that, that we get here um, where I live is from Mexico. Yeah. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, but we're strangling our own people with this stuff. And I don't know if this administration realizes how things work. No, of course not. So we're going to get into this. And this is the this is the third time that I've heard of some artificially created shortage, you know, mm-hmm. with, uh, with the deaf, that's right. artificially created yes. shortage. Absolutely. And the fertilizer, I see the same thing. Uh-huh. I see them creating an artificial shortage mm-hmm. to force people to do something. And then the gasoline. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, that, even though it's not a shortage, the the price on it right now is so high, they're trying to force this electric vehicle, electric initiative. Which it, is, is just stupid. Mm-hmm. Electric vehicles are not the answer. Actually, they would be they would create a much bigger problem than what we have with anything else that we've ever done. Well, you're talking about a 10-year car. Well, I mean, that's just, that's barely scratches the surface of it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an issue. Yeah, of course. Um, 10 years at the very most, most of the time it's more like four or five. Well, this is an Obama playbook with the electricity. Mm -hmm. So why would I say that? Well, let me explain. The biggest lobbying group for Obama's campaign. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that was? Nope. Insurance companies. Okay. You're right. Now, why was that? Well, they control a lot of the stuff. Well, there's one thing in particular. Obamacare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what Obama did, and people will never get this right. <laughs> of course. What Obama did for Obamacare is didn't provide everybody with insurance. He forced everybody to buy insurance. Yes. Or you would be fined. Right. So people who didn't need it, like when I was a young lad, uh-huh. many moons ago, <laughs> I didn't have insurance. No. Why? Because I didn't need it. Right. It's perfectly healthy. Hell, I'm perfectly healthy now mm-hmm. at half a century. And I don't ever have to go to the doctor. I'm on no medications. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people like me would be forced to buy insurance. And right. that's what Obamacare did yeah, yeah. is it forced people who had the money 
to buy insurance and then subsidize their tax dollars, everybody to. Careful. You're sounding awfully racist. Well, <laughs> I I see no color. I'm just calling he, it like he I said. He was our it. first half black president. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. What now the goodness of his own heart? No. God, he was no. lobbied by the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. To do this. Now, this didn't come out till much later. Yeah. Of course not. Okay. So we've got this big push for electric to get us away from fossil fuels, Mm -hmm. greenhouse gases, and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. As uh, Thornburg would say, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) Greta. Old Greta. So the way that I see this is it's the energy sector, specifically electric companies, which are Mm -hmm. subsidized by the government. Yes. With a big push. And and there's a big scam there, too. Remember these energy efficient curly Q bulbs that they used to make you buy? Yep. And And they outlawed the incandescent ones. They outlawed the incandescent. And they said, these will save you money. Right. And then a year later, they turned around and they raised prices because they said, we have a surplus of energy. Yes. And we we are not making enough money to cover our costs. So right. we're going to raise the rate. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what the energy companies just did right there was forced you to use less and then charged you more. Well, it's just like retail stores do all the time. You know, they'll... uh They'll mark something at a hundred dollars and then, um, you know, like a month later when it's not selling the market at $120 mm-hmm. and then they'll put it on sale $20 off. Yeah. So this is the big scam mm-hmm. and I do have a theory. Uh Oh, and this is, this is my theory. So Biden's administration has pissed off gas and oil. Yeah. And that's why the prices are so high. Yes. Now this Putin price hike is BS. Yeah. Because inflation and and energy prices were going up way before Ukraine. Yeah. Way before. Even uh well Jen Pisaki said it. In in Biden's first year, mm-hmm. gas prices went up more than what they've done during this whole Putin price hike. Yeah. Well, even Jen Psaki said it, but it's a layer. Uh, this is a an article. Uh, Psaki admits inflation isn't Putin's fault after all. Yeah, of course. We all knew this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They well, tried to push it off on him and it's just not working. We all knew this. Well, yeah. We all knew this. Those of us who actually looked at the, the numbers and saw the realization or the, the reality of it all. Or just look at the timeline. Yeah. The timeline's BS. So anyway, my theory is that here again, the energy sector, mainly petroleum, mm-hmm. is mad. Yeah. Because Biden's sticking it to him going, we need to go all electric and buy cars that only last 10 years now. Well, and the White House keeps for those, saying. Well, for okay, those who don't uh-huh. know, the batteries in, in a Tesla only last 10 years. It's 85% the cost of the car. And again, 10 years is optimum. Mm-hmm. And rarely does that actually happen. 
Yeah, so they're ten-year disposable cars. Yeah, when the batteries die, you need to get a new car. Yeah, yeah. So people don't realize that when they're like, "Oh, I can plug it. I can plug it into my house and charge it for fourteen dollars right now." Uh huh. It actually co- it actually costs more. Even I don't know about the current gas prices at uh when gas. Okay, right now, I think yesterday I paid four forty nine a gallon. When gas was three seventy nine a gallon, they were saying that it costs more to run an electric car uh, than it did a fuel uh, a gasoline car. So you know, I don't know what it is right now, but I'm sure it's probably not much different. Not to mention the fact that electric cars are a lot more expensive. A lot, a lot more expensive. It's uh, it's it's absolutely crazy. Plus, we cannot we cannot have a society of electric cars. Mm-hmm. We don't have the infrastructure, and I don't mean charging stations. We don't have the ability to carry that much electricity under the ground, over the ground, through the wires, whatever. We cannot do it. It cannot be done with current technology and to upgrade all that would take decades, not just money, but it would take decades to upgrade all that. Mm -hmm. Plus these charging stations. Great. We're going to have 500,000 charging stations all over the country. Wonderful. It takes half an hour to fill your car. What are the lines going to be there? This is all ludicrous. Yes. And 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 run by the same people who say windmills are the answer. Did you know that a windmill, the price of the windmill itself, the materials in constructing it, and the installation of a windmill costs so much that that windmill will never produce enough electricity to pay for itself? It never will. No. And it's efficiency pushing that up line. Yeah. I mean, the longer the line, the more you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, it degrades over time. Yeah, over yeah. distance. Yeah. So you're not, they're, they're a farce. Right. Absolutely. They're a feel good farce. And I don't know, uh, on the Texas Plains, man, those things are littered all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's the most unsightly crap mm-hmm. that you've ever seen. And these, these liberals are, they're like, they're like wind, 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 wind until it comes to their backyard. And they're yes. like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Well, I go up to my uncle's house in uh, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And where, you know, he's the farmer and all these farmers have agreed to put windmills in their farms and they get paid, uh, not a lot. Um, the equivalent of renting half an acre, Mm -hmm. um, is what they get paid per year. And and again, it's, it's not a lot of money at all. So, but you look, especially at night, it looks like an alien invasion. Yeah. You see these red blinking lights everywhere. Hundreds of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's Christmas and it's just not, it's not just that it's unsightly. Uh-huh. It's killing birds. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I think it's causing more damage to the climate than anything we do with fossil fuels or anything else. Well, and plus the blades when they have to be replaced, go straight to the landfill because yeah. they can't be recycled. No, no. Have you seen the size of one of those blades? Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. They're huge. They're massive. 
So I, I just, uh, you know, back to the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. on, on the, the food and electric and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This is, this is what happened in the car- Carter years. Yeah. And so we started having these gas prices and I heard a clip from Carter said, we need to move more towards uh, solar and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> you see how that worked out. Oh yeah. When we start having food issues. Now mm-hmm. people are already uncomfortable. People are already bitching, whining and complaining about yeah. the cost of, of gas. It's going to get worse and food and everything like that. Wait till you can't get food. Yeah. Then you're going to have murder. I feel sorry for, I mean, even now or soon to be for all these people that are really, really picky on what they eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to lose all that. Yeah, you're going to have to forget about that. These people that are vegan for non-medical reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to forget that. I'm gluten intolerant. How do you know that? How do you Be- know you're gluten intolerant? Because I don't like it. Because everybody else is doing it? <laughs> uh, because if I say that, people don't look at me funny. I'm gluten free. Yeah. I want a half calf soy milk with a splash of vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's that type of Karen. Yeah. But but anyway, but we will get into a big problem here. And and what what the current administration doesn't realize is they're really shooting themselves in the foot because this is what happened. It, It wasn't it wasn't the thing out in the Middle East that killed Carter. It was fuel prices. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what's going to kill Biden. I heard somebody the other day, a Democrat, uh, it was a, something I read, um, blamed all the, the fuel shortage and the energy crisis of the 70s on Nixon. It's like he completely forgot about Carter. Well, this is, this is the, the Democrats' line, is mm-hmm. blame, blame, blame. Yes. They never take any personal responsibility no. for anything no. they do. Well, this guy is also saying that, you know, Economy does well under Democrats and falters under Republicans. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Oh, and um, that uh, the current crisis we're in is because Trump did too much too fast. An economy Mm. can't sustain growth that's fast. Hmm. It has to be slow and steady. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, buddy. And that's why he's not an economist. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so they're expecting next year massive food shortages. Now, I don't want to get all prepper on everybody. Uh-huh. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But once a year, me and Mrs. Dunlop, uh, we buy half a cow. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been eating on all year. Mm-hmm. St- it's. Uh, it may seem like a lot of money. I think we paid $1,700 for half a cow. Yeah. Grass fed, grass right. finished. Mm-hmm. May seem like a lot of money, but not really. Not when yeah. steaks are, what, two steaks are 30 to $50? Easily, easily. If you like steak. Yeah. I like steak. I like steak. I don't like chicken. I like chicken, but I like steak I don't better. I like chicken. But I like steak. And I like, I meat, like meat products. I like meat products. And I'm going to eat meat products. Yes. Yeah. I'm part of PETA, people eating tasty animals. That's it. I'm right there <laughs> with you. So, yeah, I've been able to 
keep my costs low by doing that. Uh, yeah, it's a lot up front, but mm-hmm. over the long run, it's a lot less. Mm-hmm. And having done that, I've been able to put more money back in. I mean, it's a, don't look at your 401k cause it sucks. Yeah. But now is the time to put more money in mm-hmm. while it's slow. I mean, it will bounce back. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. It's going to be at least a couple of years. Uh, four years to fully recover is what is that, they're saying. Yeah. But uh, I think, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the bounce back will start in about two years from now. I'm thinking two years also. That's what that's when we'll see the bounce back. The full recovery is well. It's going to be dependent on a couple of uh, several different factors. The biggest being who gets elected in the midterms and who gets elected next uh, president. Well, I say because a lot of the economy depends on not just the person and and the policies they enact, but the mental attitude of consumers based on who's in office. Yeah, consumer confidence. Yeah, and a lot of that comes from who's in office. It does, but the way the way I see it is I see recovery in two years and boom in four. Okay. I think we'll be back to booming in four. I think booming, um, we're looking at probably yeah, four. I was gonna say four to six, but yeah, four four is definitely doable. I don't think we'll see a bounce back for at least a year and a half to two years. Yeah. It's gonna continue to go down for the next year and a half to two years. Yeah. So anyway, I don't mean to bring that grim news. That's awesome. As the as the first thing, but uh, uh, I do have a couple of more shortages. Uh, watch out, sriracha is having a shortage. Uh oh. If you like sriracha, you probably heard about the sriracha shortage. I have never bought sriracha before. Yeah, I like. But it. I've heard about it. I like it. I've had it in restaurants, you know, on stuff. But yeah, it, uh, well, it used to be. With uh, serrano pepper, and mm-hmm. then uh, they started using ripe jalapenos. People yeah. call them red jalapenos, right. but jalapenos are only green till they turn red. Right. Yeah. And uh, same thing the, with bell peppers. There's a there's a sriracha documentary on Netflix. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Guy came out of nothing, made this stuff. He only buys from certain people, and uh, I don't know if that's still true now. But mm-hmm. so they've had to basically put a halt on it for shortages. Yeah. They've had some bad yields, some bad weather. Uh, nothing's cheap. Nobody wants to work. No. So there's a lot of factors in mm-hmm. this. Uh, and it's a condiment. So kind yeah. of, a, kind of a luxury item. It is. Absolutely. Those are the first like things. I said, like I said, I've never bought Sriracha before mm-hmm. and I'm doing just fine. Yeah. Not a necessity. Yeah, not the point, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah. definitely a luxury item. Those yeah. are the first to disappear mm-hmm. and become rare. Oh, yeah. So you'll you'll see those uh, going by the wayside, and then we'll start to get down to staples, and staples will become in short supply. Mm-hmm. Guys, remember toilet paper? Yeah. Do a run on toilet paper. Yep. Well, what's going to happen is people are going to start realizing this food shortage is, is not well, is actually a thing, Mm -hmm. then they're going to start hoarding. So you're going to go and shelves are going to be bare partially because they can't produce it. The other part of it is because people are hoarding. Yeah. 
All your non-perishable uh, staple items, flour, sugar. Beans. Beans, beans. rice, you know, your canned goods. Um, all that stuff is going to be, yeah, it's going to start getting hoarded. Tuna. Pro- and I, I would bet we'll start seeing that in the fall. Yeah. September, October, we're going to start seeing that a lot. Uh, especially as winter comes along and people will realize they can't get fresh vegetables anymore mm-hmm. because you know, the supply chain, everything that's happening, you know, we're used to having fresh vegetables all year round. That's going to end because there will be a lot less places growing and shipping in the wintertime. Yep. All right. Well, but it, okay. Hey, good news. Biden wants to do a gas tax holiday and everybody's, Loving this idea. What, 18 cents a gallon? Yeah, it's going to save the <laughs> average person between 6 and $10 a month. Yay. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. But it sounds so cool. That was like him, uh, you know, releasing the oil from the strategic reserve that was only going to last three days. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're going to get prices yeah. down. No, but Grandpa, again, you're again, not. <laughs> again, you know, it's to combat Putin's price hike. Yeah. When I figured it up, I, I looked up the pricings and everything uh, the other day. I figured up when, from the time uh, Biden took office, his first year in presidency, uh, the gas went up $2 a gallon where I live. Mm-hmm. Exactly $2 a gallon. Went from 179 to 379 Yeah. Since the whole war in Ukraine, it's went up 70 cents. So where did the big problem happen? $2 under Biden and the Ukraine war, 70 extra cents. Granted, it's a pretty important 70 cents when you start getting up into, you know, 4 and $5 a gallon. Yeah. But, you know, this whole blaming the Ukraine war and all that is just ludicrous. Well, here's two quotes. Do it. This is Pisaki, bit not bitch pudding. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake. Uh, Pisaki in April said, "We know that sixty-one percent of inflation is driven by Putin's invasion into the Ukraine." No, what? Now hold on, hold on. Okay. Powell, chair of the Fed, uh huh, said last week inflation was high before. But certainly before the war in Ukraine broke out. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. We were talking about the inflation before we were talking about Ukraine. Well, it's got to be Trump's fault. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. Of course. But, again, Biden comes out with some great news. We're battling record high inflation, mm-hmm. not seen in over 40 years. Gas prices that are going to start becoming like they were in the seventies with gas, gas lines and shortages and everything else. I can see that happening. Yeah. Food prices record high and just going up stock market dropping Bitcoin. What? 20 grand under 20 grand. It dropped. It came back up, but yes, okay. under 20. Grand. So to stop inflation, you should do more spending, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the government should print more money and, and you know, that's going to help. Biden administration just agreed to cancel $6 billion in student loans. Awesome. 200,000 of them. 
I want them to cancel my mortgage. Well, I, I signed work. the same agreement. Yeah. Cancel, cancel my mortgage too. Yeah. Why not? I didn't go, I didn't get a student Why? loan. I didn't go to college. Why? Like that way. Why? Cause you're actually paying taxes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you got to take from the people who are actually productive oh. and give it to the lazy son of a bitches that aren't productive. Yeah, Don't you know it. how oh, government yeah, works? Yeah. Please hand it out. Yeah. You worked hard. You should be punished. Exactly. You worked hard. You should pay for your stuff. Mm-hmm. So the ones that don't work, let's pay for their stuff because they're underprivileged. Underprivileged by going to a $100,000 a year school to study lesbian dance theory. <laughs> and then and then mad that they can't get a, a you know $75,000 a year job. They didn't have the same opportunities you had. Uh, they have more. Dude, I didn't have any opportunities. I made my own opportunities. Exactly. So did I. They had more. They have more opportunities than I could have even imagined. Yeah. The only reason I got to where I was wasn't because of a trust fund and it wasn't because of some silly degree nope. that I got. I um, bought a friggin' book. Well, I bought a I bought a book. I worked hard mm-hmm. and rode a bicycle for a lot of years because yeah. I couldn't afford a car. <laughs> right, ate ate a lot of uh, Jack in the Box tacos mm-hmm. because uh, they were ninety nine cents. Yes, they were. <laughs> I had, mine was the uh, five for five Arby's roast beef sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to a university and charge up a hundred thousand no. dollars in debt. Uh-uh. I just I worked no hard. Loans. Took no, you know, yeah. And that's all it was. Uh, it's, it's, it's insane to me. You know, Amherst, which is an Ivy League school, mm-hmm. you can create your own degree. In their liberal arts college. Wasn't there one on, on Prince? Yeah, that was uh, Minnesota, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could get a degree in Prince, the yeah. singer. Yeah. Huh. Don't get me wrong. Talented guy. Hell of a guitarist. Underrated guitarist. Yeah. Um, a lot packed in that, I don't know, four foot 11 body. Nothing wrong with him. No. Other than he was a drug addict and died. Well, oh yeah. But, but a uh, degree in. <laughs> but a degree in his life. The study of his life. Yeah. Uh, come on. I watch a biography over the weekend and I, I probably need, I probably know all I need to know about him. Oh yeah. I haven't and know all I need to know. Yeah. You know, and the thing is with this whole canceling of the student loan debt, that's going to raise university prices. Sure it is. The whole reason the universities cost so much is because the government back in the 90s said, hey, we will back all student loans. Mm -hmm. We will guarantee all student loans. So if I get a student loan and I don't pay for it, the government will pick up the tab and then I will owe the government. Yes. Schools saw this and said, well, hell, if we know we're getting paid, shit, we'll raise the prices. Paying off like a slot machine. That's it. And that's exactly what happened. When I graduated high school in 1987, two of the universities I was looking at, uh, well, okay, one of them, the one, the first one that I was accepted to for tuition, room and board, everything, lock, stock and barrel, $5,000 a year. Nice. 
That was everything. Instead of 25. And that was, that was a state of the art school with computer labs in every dorm, you know, in 1987, that was, that was something. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, Most schools didn't have that. And computers were three to $5,000 and adjusted for today. That would probably be uh, well. These were these were main, these were mainframe terminals. Oh, but um, you know they run terminal. They ran terminals, like twenty of them to every dorm. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you know, it, this is why colleges cost so much because they can because the government said, "Don't worry about it. We'll pay for it." And now the government's coming in and saying, "Don't worry about it. We're going to pay for these too." So prices are just going to go even higher. I do see the collapse of these university systems, even the brick and mortar, because people Mm -hmm. are starting to realize that these degrees, they got don't mean anything. Right. You know, this whole generation of you can be anything you want to be. Well, if you're willing to work for it and do the right things. Yeah. Well, no, that's, I mean, you could, you could study to be a wood elf, but that doesn't mean you're okay, going to be well, a wood yeah. elf. <laughs> All right. All right. Within reason. You're right. You're right. But the the idea that I can be anything I want to be, and I've got one of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got one of those that went and they decided they were going to be whatever they were going to be. And they're making pretty close to minimum wage with a master's degree. Nice. Because that degree has to mean something out in the yeah, real exactly. world. It has to yes. equate to something. Yes. So it's, it's like if you're at home making wooden tires mm-hmm. and you go out on the street and you go, these are handmade, small batch, limited number, <laughs> handcrafted tires, uh-huh. wooden tires. Yeah. People are going to go, nobody wants wooden tires. Yeah. Well, I should get paid because yeah. I put a lot of work into these. You put a lot of work into something nobody wanted. Come back to my house and look in my room at my mom's house, and you'll see all my participation trophies. <laughs> I deserve this. I deserve this, yes. You know, the thing is, is you have to have, to get paid, you have to have a marketable skill. You have to have skills that, that the company needs. Yeah, unfortunately, that's a equity director, real, real job <laughs> yeah. title. Just yes. not I, kidding. I, um, <laughs> director of equity inclusiveness. Google on their board as a chief people officer. Hmm. Yeah. It's the only one I've ever heard of. Sounds like a checkbox to me. (laughs) You think? (laughs) So anyway, I digress, but I do do see these, uh, I do see these brick and mortar. One, the pandemic proved you don't have to go to a brick and mortar to get an education. No, of course not. And I, you don't have to go to college to get an education. Well, that's true. But for the people who do want to go get a degree that Mm -hmm. is useful. Yes. They can do online school Mm -hmm. from their house. And I remember, man, people used to laugh at the online schools and be like, oh, you got an online degree. Oh, Oh my. Yeah. That's so quaint. Well, these brick and mortars are going to shut down because these. These online-only schools, just like online-only banks, mm-hmm. are going to crush them. Yeah. Because they don't have a brick-and-mortar system that they have to support. Yep. And these online-only degrees, there's nothing wrong with them. No. They're getting taught the same things by qualified professors. Mm-hmm. They still have to take the same tests. They still have to, you know, and some of them, I'm thinking the online degree might be uh, more valuable in my mind 
because it shows more initiative and more self-determination to be able to do that while living at home uh, and you know, and job. working a job and, you know, everything else that you're doing instead of going and living in a dorm, partying it up on your weekends, you know, of course you still got to do some, some homework and do, you got to write the term papers and you got to do the study. Sure. I get that. But to me, it takes a little more intestinal fortitude to do that online from home mm-hmm. than it does if you're in the environment where it's like mandatory that you do it. Yeah. In the, in the brick and mortar environment, you're on rails, right? You have to be here at this time, do this right. at this time, get this done. The online allows you a little more scheduling to do it on, on your time and still remain a productive member of society. Yes. Which is vitally important. Now, the other 50% of that thought is one thing that we have a shortage of, and that's tradesmen. Yes. I see trades because, look, to be a welder now, it's a hundred grand a year mm-hmm. to start. Oh, yeah. 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 If you're a specialized welder, God, you, you could name your price. You could, after a few years, um, of, of being specialized in, in one of the different categories, mm-hmm. you could easily be making a quarter million a year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, mean, it, I, I know some, well, uh, I know Mike, a few guys. Mike Rowe has always pushed the trade schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I've always, you know, ever since the first time I heard him talk about it, I was like, holy shit, that makes sense. You know, the dirty jobs guy. Sure. He, uh, he he's got a foundation, Mike Rowe works. Mm-hmm. And it's all about getting, getting kids into trade schools yeah. instead of four-year colleges. Plus trade schools are a hell of a lot cheaper. Right. And you come out of that with a marketable skill, not just theory. Something useful. Yes. When you come out of a university, you're coming out with theory. Mm-hmm. You're, no you're, practical application. No. You're coming out with some idea on how to find answers and how to, how to gain that knowledge that you need because every job is going to be a little different. But at a trade school, you're coming out with hitting the ground running. Uh-huh. And I will say that I do consider IT not a white collar job. Yeah. I consider it a trade. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not until you get into the upper management positions, director and up, it's mm-hmm. not white collar. Yeah. And I've always considered IT as a as a trade anyway. And yeah, one of the things that, that needs to be learned other than the internet's on my cell phone. No, the internet <laughs> is not on your cell phone. My cell phone has the whole internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, the, the if you don't have tradesmen, there's nobody to fix your air conditioner. There's nobody to fix your plumbing. There's who's nobody he, to fix your electricity. Who's going to lay the bricks for your new house? And people have always looked at these people as as dumb people. It's like, yeah. no, it's not. No. If they were dumb, your house would fall down. Yes. Yes. And, and if you think they're dumb, you try it. Yeah. You give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, I've built things, but it's not like I woke up one morning and knew how to do it. I've been in the construction business from building houses Mm -hmm. to building concrete facilities for Mm -hmm. water treatment. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've I've done a lot. I've Mm -hmm. I've tried a lot of different trades. Uh, IT was always the one that I came back to because that was the easiest for me. Right. And you get to work in air conditioning. Oh yeah. There's always good. It works. Uh, 
but you know, I've, I've tried all these trades and they're all noble trades, um, mm-hmm. building houses, super awesome. You know, you get to create something that's going to stand the test of time. Uh, the water treatment facilities I used to do the concrete for and was lead foreman on that. You're providing a service to the public, right? So you're treating water so everybody can have clean water to drink. Mm-hmm. You know, these are noble professions. They're not, they're not slacker professions. I, my grandfather said, if you don't get an education, you'll be a ditch digger. I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I only dig a ditch if I choose to not yeah. because it's my job, which I have no problem digging a ditch. Huh. I mean, I work on my own vehicles. Yeah. I, I learned, too. I learned how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Because I could. Yeah. Because I have the mental capacity to do so. So but I think we're the last of a generation. We're both generation X and yeah. I think that we're the last of the Renaissance men. Well, we, we, Look at, um, well, employment is something that we look at differently from our generation, Gen Xers and millennials and Gen Zers. We're, the, we're, we're about the only generation, Gen X, that really looked at careers mm-hmm. versus just getting a job. Mm. Now, our parents' generation, a lot of those people, I mean, some of them did, but a lot of them, it was get a job with a good wage, stay there for the rest of your life good benefits only leave if there's somewhere that's hiring it could be a completely different field different job but they're hiring is a little better wage a little better benefits right you know uh whereas gen xers a lot of us focused on a career where we built a path um and you know and grew within that path now the millenniums millennials and the gen zers are going back to the you know job thing it's not a career it's a job and most of them want to Unfortunately, most of them just want to make a difference. Yeah. yeah. And they leave they leave their jobs because they they've, you know, after like six months because they don't feel like they're making a difference. <laughs> really? I've been at my job for like three weeks. I think I deserve a promotion and a raise. Yeah. I've actually heard that. Oh yeah. I've actually as yeah. a manager, yes. In an IT department, when do I get moved up? Yeah. When you do something, a lot of them uh, do that at the end of their 90 day probationary period. You know how a lot of businesses, your first 90 days is kind of a probationary period. Make sure you're going to fit. Yep. Um, At the end of that, a lot of these millennials are like, where's my raise? Do I get a new title? (laughs) For what? Well, I came every day. Yeah. Okay. You're doing what I'm paying you to do. You're not even doing more than that. You're just doing what I'm paying you to do. I showed up. Yeah. Well, yeah, so did everybody else. Right. Congratulations. You're just like everybody else. They see jobs as just that. It's a paycheck. Mm -hmm. It's an end to them. It's it's the means to an end. You know, it's the job is just a means to get the paycheck so they can live the life they want to live. Well, surprise. Uh (laughs) Oh, yep. It's not going to work out that way. Grow up. Come back to me when you're 40 and let's talk. Well, well, okay. I'm going to go back to what I came in as on the wheel of genders. Up to 200 teenagers broke into an $8 million Florida mansion to throw a party and then a boxing match in their foyer. Nice. Uh, Yeah. Then they posted it all on Facebook and Twitter 
and Snapchat and all the social media How stuff. How dumb are you? It, it, yeah, it's just not not good at all. Um, yeah, they broke into an $8 million mansion to throw a party, post videos on social media, including this boxing match they had. Uh, and the Florida police are now searching for the teenagers responsible. Even though the police were called out there for a noise complaint, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of the teenagers ran, got away. Mm-hmm. But they did get a bunch of them. And apparently, they pretty much just let them go. Nice. What is it, San Francisco? No, it's in Florida, <laughs> which is weird because the statements from the sheriff's office. Um, where is it? Uh, he said, I got I have the article here in front of me. Um, uh, it says an open house party is against the law. An open house party in a home you break into is a burglary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the damage caused by the items stolen. I'm oh, sorry. Apart from the damage caused and the items stolen, it's a complete violation of someone's home that you can put a, you can't put a price on the feeling that when you know someone went into your closet, tried on your clothes <laughs> and used your bathroom, doesn't have a dollar amount attached to it. That's true. I mean, you know, talk about violated. Yeah. Um, I mean, not physically, but I, well, no, it would, it would feel almost like a physical violation. Yeah. But what, and again, this goes back to that sense of entitlement we we're just talking about with, you know, the participation trophies and, and everything else. What makes you think it's what goes through anybody's head that makes it think it's okay to break into somebody else's house and throw a party. Just like I, I always don't understand say, that. Just like I always say, don't raise a generation of assholes. Well, they failed. Too late. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's it's Gen X's fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot something. Oh yeah. no, I actually I didn't forget something. Oh, Biden forgot something. Oh, he does that. He forgot what June sixth was. No, yeah, he forgot until later. Until I guess somebody reminded him to tweet it out. Uh-huh. Which I'm sure he's never tweeted anything. No, no, God, no. <laughs> On the 78th anniversary of June 6th, D-Day invasion, a military operation that many historians say saved the world. Republican and Democrat leaders and elected officials, except for President Joe Brandon, took to social media to remember the day when the Allied forces made a huge and deadly push into Europe. Hmm. Did President Biden forget about the anniversary of D-Day or did his staff fail or refuse to tell him about it? Well, it's no different than, you know, him celebrating Juneteenth as the biggest massacre that ever happened on Black Wall Street. What? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that one? I did. What the hell? Juneteenth on Black Wall Street in in Texas. Uh, no, yeah. that didn't happen in Texas, no. but thanks. No, and that's not what Juneteenth is. Well, one thing he did recognize on that day, mm-hmm. espresso. Espresso? Yeah, because that's way more important than D-Day was. Oh, yeah. Anyway. We wouldn't have it if it wasn't for D-Day. You know, it's the, the Biden apologists. I was talking to one a couple of weeks ago, and you guys have heard <laughs> me say this before, and yeah. it's, it's still happening. It's sickening. Is 
well, that's a tough job. You know, he gets tired. Huh? No, the guy's not there. He is just not there. All right. According to Business Insider, Biden accidentally flashed a cue card telling him exactly where to go and what to do at a White House event. Oops. Yeah, he had a cue card. He had it upside down so that it flashed up and somebody got a picture of it. Uh, just very simple instructions like, you know, you take your seat with you and your capitalized. Um, instructions to say hello to the guests. Matter of fact, I have, wait a minute, I have a list of them. Here it is. The full list of instructions. You, capital U, capital, you know, all caps, enter the Roosevelt room and say hello to participants. You take your seat. The press will enter. You give brief comments. And that Biden's finger blocked the end of that sentence. It just says, you give brief comments. Then it says, the press will depart. Then you ask Liz Schuler, president, AFL-CIO, a question. Note, Liz is joining virtually. And then you thank the participants. And then you depart. Quickly. That's, that's what the card says. I mean, I can understand having some notes. I get that. Um, you know, I've given a lot of, of briefings and talks and, you know, stuff. And I like to have notes there. I don't like to wing everything. But they that gotta, is just, that is, seriously? They got to keep the mannequin on rails. I mean, he's, he's just like the bear at Chuck E. Cheese. They just got to yeah. roll him out every 15 minutes. He, <laughs> he does this, he does this little animatronic thing and then they roll him back in and About he walks away as people are making comments. Uh-huh. And I I don't know. I think they got a remote control on his hearing aids to where they just turn him off. <laughs> so he doesn't even get distracted when he's going off stage. You see, see him shuffling off stage. When and you said remote control, I, all I could think of was the Disney uh, Hall of Presidents animatronics. Hey, yeah, uh huh. You know, just like robotic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <sighs> anyway, well, enough about Brandon. Yeah, I've had enough of him. Uh, DHS warns about weeks of violent attacks over abortion SCOTUS decision. The problem is all the attacks are coming from the left. Yeah. You know, they attacked a a, uh, a clinic where they do perform abortions, but they also provide resources for adoption. Hmm. It, that abortion clinic was just not left enough. They got attacked hmm. by these left-wing groups. I mean, it, it, there was a, um, uh, a left-wing group took credit for it. It's not like, you know, they're speculating. They took credit for it. Federal and state government officials, including judges and facilities, probably are at more risk for violence in the response to the decision. In mm-hmm. late May, a network loosely affiliated suspected violent extremists known as Jane's Revenge which has been linked to arson attacks against buildings of ideal ideological opponents mm-hmm. somebody who disagrees hmm. shared 
a post online encouraging the night of rage. Is that with skateboards? Yeah. <laughs> skateboards and pussy hats. <laughs> <laughs> Following the Supreme Court's announcement stating, we need the state to feel our full wrath. And we need them to be afraid of us. Uh, one. The exact thing that they've been saying that the right does, saying that the state needs to be afraid of us. Uh-huh. Even though you, I don't think the right actually comes out and ever says that. Um, and now <laughs> History's written by the winners, man. Yeah, History's really written is. by the winners. And these pussy hat wearing skaters. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to be the winners. Um, I, you know, if you're going to throw a crocheted pussy hat at me <laughs> <laughs> for the night of wrath. Yeah, it's going to be right up there with Crystal Knocked. <sighs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Well, and, and Kavanaugh had a, had a uh, person who was coming to assassinate him, and luckily they've they found him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the last time I checked, that was kind of a, I don't know, majority thing. Isn't there like one, more than one involved in yeah. the Supreme Court? Yes. To overturn anything? Yes. And abortion is not illegal. It has no. just been turned back over to the states. Right. Which will make it illegal. In some states it will be. Uh, most states it'll be, you know, a certain limit. You know, the, the Mississippi uh, rule <laughs> Only is five the that- per customer. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to limit yeah. your abortions to only five per customer. So. Yeah, your punch card. So maybe maybe you should think about what you're doing before you try to correct the mistake afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. The funny thing is, you know, they, they, they always point to other countries of the world allowing abortion. Mm-hmm. And then the Mississippi ruling is what really brought this uh, case to this, got this case to the Supreme Court where Mississippi wanted to stop all abortions after 15 weeks. You know. And most countries of the world that, you know, they keep saying all these other countries allow abortion. Most of them only allow abortion up to 12 weeks. So it's still more than all these other countries. Abortion isn't birth control. That's no. what people need to get in their heads. Exactly, It's not birth control. Oh, but it is eugenics. Yeah, look. <laughs> I played in bands. I've done <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've never had any unintentional pregnancies. No. Uh-huh. Because I was always smart about it. Yeah. Because I was like, do I want to be attached to this woman for the next 18 years? No. Chances are the answer was no. Right. So, yeah, I uh, either wrap that rascal Mm -hmm. or other things (laughs) (laughs) uh, to uh, ensure Mm -hmm. that I didn't have any unintended children. Yep. Uh, It's called self-control. It's called responsibility. Yes. And Uh, I was raised by wolves. I wasn't, I didn't grow (laughs) up in, I wasn't rich. I didn't, I was not privileged. Yeah. Even though I'm white, still not privileged, folks. <laughs> Lived in a trailer yeah. or two. Oh, me too. But I digress. Yes, a little bit. 
So, uh, <laughs> an individual is now waiting trial for a plot in June to kill a Supreme Court justice in response to the draft opinion. This was before this week. A separate incident in Michigan involved vandalism claimed by Jane's Revenge on a building that houses the U.S. Representative's campaign office to a pro-life advocacy group. And when did when did Jane's it, Revenge? Is that like Jane's Addiction? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jane says. Well, Jane Roe. Oh, uh, well, yeah, the one that didn't want that wished she'd never brought that case to forward to begin with. Yeah. That lied about the entire thing. Well, Roe versus Wade, I prefer engines on my boats, but anyway. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) So, anyway, moving on. All right. I don't want to talk about abortion. No, me neither. Because I kind of don't care. No. Uh, But if you show up with a skateboard, you might get shot. Shot. Don't show up a skate. Don't be throwing pussy hats at me or skateboards or, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna end up losing that in that situation. Speaking Just of Brandon, saying. yes, Brandon Admin orders automakers to stop selling five point five six rounds to Americans. Uh oh. Try again, old man. <laughs> the Biden administration has reportedly ordered an ammunition manufacturer to stop selling Americans some mm-hmm. 5.56 millimeter rounds, which is most common in the AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. Okay. Let's, let's get some things clear here. A 5.56 caliber or two two three. Mm-hmm. Basically same bullet. You know what also is the same bullet? Hmm. A twenty-two. Yes. The exact same diameter. These are yes. small caliber weapons. Yeah. Small caliber weapons. Yeah. But it sounds big. They can all kill for sure. But these are small. Ca- this is not like the fifty caliber Barrett. No. God no. That'll go through a car. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Desert Eagle 50? Yes. Holy shit, that thing's big. <sighs> Talk about a hand cannon. I'm a pretty big guy, and that's a two-handed pistol. Why would you? Well, anyway, regardless. I mean, I'm, to say you did. I had a friend that had a Kasul 454 Alaskan, mm-hmm. and that was like a $5 a shot gun. Yeah. Every time you shot it, it was 5 bucks yep. for a cartridge. Yep. <sighs> In the eff- effort to severely limit the cell of ammo used in AR-15s in the U.S. military has ordered Winchester, which manages the U.S. Army's Lake City Ammunition Plant, Mm -hmm. to stop selling its excess M885 ammo to the public. Okay. 885, it's a 5.56 cartridge. Okay. Steel core. Right. We call them green tips. Mm Mm-hmm. People say they're armor piercing. Eh, not really. No. They have a little more kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will go through some metals. Mm-hmm. They will go through some light armor. Mm-hmm. 
They will definitely go through a windshield. Oh yeah. Most things will. Yeah. Well, I've heard of I've heard of two two threes bouncing off windshields at distance. Well, okay. Yeah, it depends on how far away you are. But they carry they have a steel core. They cut they carry a little more kinetic energy. This is what they're doing. So mm-hmm. let's say and most people don't buy these anyway. Most no. people don't buy eight five fives. No. Um so, so I mean, it's it's, it's a policy. Sell. <laughs> it's, it's a policy that doesn't really have teeth in it anyway. It's not going to affect that much. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, right? But where I'm coming from is this is the first step. If they can get this through without too much hu- hoopla, I don't think so. I think it's a pandering, just like the uh, you know the gas tax holiday. You know, oh, it sounds great. It's going to save you six bucks a month. You know, it's, I think it's just pandering. Yeah. Well, they had to do something. I don't know if you saw that bill that they passed, but there was like nothing in it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The same thing. One thing that I was, I was really impressed by though, is they did. And I, I totally agree with this. They did, um, put a provision in for mental health. And I totally mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, not a, not a bad idea. No. Uh, now it's made um, it a little stricter for people under 21. Yeah. And I think that's not a bad idea. You know, your, your frontal cortex doesn't, uh, your prefrontal cortex doesn't fully develop until you're 25 anyway. Agreed. So yeah, you might be a little irrational. Um, you might mean not, you know, snap decisions might not be your thing when you're 19. <laughs> Granted, there's some there's some people that are you know uh, well equipped to handle stuff like that at 19. Mm. I wasn't, though at the time I was in the army and shooting at people. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 move on from that one. Um, (laughs) But you know, you know, it's 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 it's. I think the bill is sensible. I think. It doesn't have any of the teeth that the Democrats wanted. Of course not. Or at least said that they wanted. I think a lot of this stuff is stuff that none of these people actually want to pass. I don't think a lot of Republicans, that's just my opinion, Mm -hmm. that would campaign against abortion actually wanted Roe v. Wade overturned. I think it was their their campaign talking points. I don't think I care... (laughs) <laughs> another. i was just using that as an example <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm i'm with you but i just uh yeah. i just don't see the point exactly well that's about enough of regular news let's go yeah. to tech news let's get it gone hello it have you tried turning it off and on again so crypto crashed. What? Bitcoin falls below $20,000 as sell-off continues. Uh-oh. Bitcoin fell off the psychologically important threshold of $20,000 on Saturday for the first time since late 2020. The fresh sign that the sell-off of cryptocurrency is deepening. The price of the most popular cryptocurrency has plunged more than 9.7% to less than $18,000 
by late afternoon on the East Coast, according to the cryptocurrency news site Coindesk. At some point during the day, it was below 18,000. The last time Bitcoin was at that level was November 2020, when it was on its way up for an all-time high of nearly 69,000, mm-hmm. according to Coindesk. Desk. <laughs> <laughs> Many in the industry had believed it would not fall below 20,000 again. Bitcoin now has lost them more than 70% of its value since reaching its peak. Mm-hmm. Ethereum, another widely followed cryptocurrency, has been sliding in recent weeks. Took a similar tumble on Saturday. The cryptocurrency industry has seen turmoil amid wider turbulence in financial markets. This past week was Wall Street's worst since 2020 during the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. Investors are selling off riskier assets because central banks are raising interest rates to combat quickening inflation. Quickening inflation? Quickening inflation. Not sure of that terminology. Yeah, it's not well written. Somebody was getting fancy. Yeah, how about rising inflation? Exorbitant inflation. Super friggin' high inflation. Stupid inflation. (laughs) Higher rates can help bring down inflation, but they can also heighten the chances of a recession, which is coming. Oh, yeah. By increasing borrowing costs for consumers and businesses and pushing down prices for stocks and other investments like cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. The overall market value for cryptocurrency asset has fallen from $3 trillion to less than $1 trillion, according to CoinMarketCap.com, which tracks crypto prices. As of Saturday afternoon... The company's data showed that crypto's global market value stood at about $816 billion. So, yeah. Why? Why? Because there's nothing there. <laughs> oh, there's that. <laughs> Purely. Um, oh, and I think a lot with the inflation and everything else that's going on, people are selling their, their assets that are just sitting there, especially the ones that are losing money, like Bitcoin. Or they're, they're they ridiculous. Need, they need ones. to liquidate. They need to liquidate cash. Yeah, it's it, like any other recession. the The most ridiculous stuff goes first. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that big uh, boat that you got in your front yard. Uh-huh. Yeah, it might be time to sell that thing. Yep. Of course, at a loss. Selling a boat, you're yeah. always at a loss. Yeah. Nobody, oh, well, yeah. nobody wants to buy those things anyway. No. But <laughs> I mean, look, I was wrong, 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 and I've stated it so many times. On this podcast, I was wrong about cryptocurrency mm-hmm. in the early days. I was like, you know, there's there's nothing there. What are you investing in? I also made the same mistake with search engines because I was like, why are you investing in a search engine? There's <laughs> nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't understand the marketing behind it. And NFTs, I feel the same way. There's nothing there. Right. And that that may be just the old guy in me. But Could it, be, but I, you know, I'm with you on the NFTs. If I can't hold something in my hand, there's nothing there. No, it doesn't exist. I'm not going to spend my money on and something that isn't there. It could be taken away from you. Well, yeah. I always go back to season one, episode two of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it 15 million credits or 15 million <laughs> merits? Right. You know, go watch that. And then you'll see what this world is coming to with meta NFTs, you know, 
pretty soon you're going to be Ready spending player one. Yeah, you're going to be spending cash money on outfits for your avatar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. As a tech guy, no thanks. No. 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 I'll I'll do things within a game to earn credits to get things. I'm not spending my hard-earned money on it. Yeah. No it's way. Like Candy Crush or any of those little little JavaScript games or um, whatever you know HTML5 games. Mm-hmm. You know the little uh, time wasters. And they're fine. They're fun. They're cool. Whatever. But people that actually spend money in those. I mean, granted, it's only, you know, a couple bucks here and there, but still. Why? Yeah, I'm I'm totally against pay to play. I've yeah. I've always been against pay to play. Yep. Loot boxes, the whole thing yep. in any of the gaming industries. Uh, one of my favorites used to be. My favorite, I call them toilet games because that's when okay. you play them is when you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> it was this little motocross game. Uh-huh. And yeah, you could spend some money and buy rockets and stuff right. like that and get faster times. Mm-hmm. No, never did. Yeah. And when the game was over, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. Moving yeah. on to the next thing. I will buy a game. I will pay a subscription service, you know, to have access to multiple games, things like that. I will never pay. I will never do an in-game purchase. Or pay to win. Or pay to win. Yeah, yeah. definitely not. No. Yeah. I just. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but uh, talking about bitch, Bitcoin. Bitchcoin? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had, I combined Bitcoin and blockchain together in my head, and that doesn't work. Turned out Bitchcoin. Bitchcoin. <laughs> bitch there we go. Uh, yeah, with Bitcoin's uh, price plunge, mm-hmm. they have uh, their energy use has plummeted. There's a lot of peace plummeting, price plunge, a lot of peace. I don't know. Anyway, maybe you need to get a PPP loan. Well, it's taken a prolonged price plummet <laughs> to get to this point. How's that? Ooh. All right, enough of that. Um, but uh, yeah, Bitcoin's energy use, which is huge. I mean, the just the Bitcoin data centers. I'm not talking about the miners themselves, but the Bitcoin data centers use a lot of energy, which is always of concern with environmentalists and consumer advocates that are concerned about pollution and utility prices. Make and, it green. Yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, so... It's, it's a very energy intensive and energy inefficient process, mm-hmm. but uh, it has dropped significantly uh, with this. And apparently the, the key marker price of Bitcoin is 25,200. If it drops below that, then the energy usage drops below what they consider the normal threshold, which is, and of course is you got to be an Uber geek to understand this, but between 180 and 100, or sorry, between 180 and 200 terawatts. It's hmm. a lot of power. It is a lot that of power. It is a lot of power uh, per year, per year. Uh, but right now they're, they're well below the 180. Um, and so what happens, it, what's happening is the miners aren't doing as much work. Well. But that comes because. Miners do it. They have buy specialized hardware. They can mm-hmm. only be used for this. It can't be used for anything else. Yeah, ASICs. Right. Um, the processors. But um, they can only be used for this. 
So they run it and it uses a lot of electricity, mm-hmm. but they make a profit because, you know, they're spending a thousand dollars in electricity and they're making about $1,500 in Bitcoin. Right. By mining it. Well, when they're spending a thousand dollars worth of electricity, but the Bitcoin price drops enough, they're not even making that thousand dollars back in Bitcoin. They stop doing it. Now, the if <coughs> my Bitcoin knowledge is a bit rusty, but from what I remember, though, mm-hmm. the largest cost isn't mining the Bitcoin. It's doing the verification of yes. the work. Right. Right. Which um, Ethereum and, and some of the other coins have come uh, fixed that with. Um, oh. It's a trust algorithm. I can't think of it. I, for some reason, I can't think of the term of it right now. It has its own term, and I just can't. That's okay. Nobody's it. paying attention anyway. <laughs> yeah, nobody's nobody's listening to us anyway. Um, but uh, anyway, it, it it's a it, it's a trust system because that's the biggest problem. One of the biggest problems with Bitcoin and some of the other coins is that it takes so long to do a transaction because of the verification process. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you can't do, you know, if I was to send you Bitcoin right now, it could take days to get to you. You know, when it was touted at the beginning to be instant. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the uh, verification process takes a lot of time, and which is, you know, pretty normal. But now they have this lightning network and uh, various other things that essentially says, I trust you, you know, and I run this through a quick hashing algorithm and it says, you look really close. I trust you. We'll verify it in the back end, but since I trust you, we'll let the process go through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very basic way of the way I, I understood it to work. Yeah. Uh, so that makes the transactions almost instantaneous again. But um, the yeah, the the power is actually in the Bitcoin data centers where they're assembling the blockchains. You know, they're f- receiving all the information from the miners um, who are then who are actually doing a lot of the verification processes and is adding to that blockchain. And the blockchains are getting huge. Uh, so it just takes more and more energy. Well, it's taking less and less because people aren't mining it. If people aren't mining it, new coins aren't being created. New coins aren't being created. It's going to lose even more value because people will get out of it. Bummer. Yeah. So <laughs> we might be seeing, I don't see, I don't think we're seeing the end of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but all of these people who said that Bitcoin was going to hit a million um, or 200,000 or 500,000 or whatever. Yeah. They're eating their words now. Well, it's not going to happen this year. That's for sure. No, It's going to be a while before we see it rise again, if it does. Yeah. And something else may come, uh, take it over. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got on Bitcoin. How about the Zuck? Oh, I got nothing on the Zuck today. What do you got? Al Zuckerberg details his plans to move your digital items across the metaverse. Here again. Ready player one. Oh God. Mark Zuckerberg announced Wednesday that Facebook pay has officially become meta pay. But in his post, he was mainly focused on what the company hopes to build in the future, a wallet for the metaverse. Mm -hmm. So you can buy clothes for your avatar. So you can buy clothes for your avatar. 
or you can change the color of your avatar or no. yeah I how about the gender identifies them as a spanish american yeah <laughs> while metapay is essentially the same tool as it was before just with meta branding just like everything else uh-huh. in the facebook universe Zuckerberg says the company is working on something that users will manage their identities, items, and payment methods while making their way through the digital world that meta bets will be the future. And I would, I would say I would bet on that too. Mm-hmm. The company has hinted at these plans before its May announcement of meta pay will be rebranded. Also mentioned that it was scooping out what a single wallet experience scoping out. Sorry, not scooping. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking brains. Let's scoop Uh, out some brains. Yeah, there you go. Scoping out what a single wallet experience might look like with regards to making payments and storing your identity and digital items. Storing your identity. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. The company's <laughs> sorry. Zuckerberg's post though focused mostly on how the company's metaverse wallet will enable proof of digital ownership and your social security number mm-hmm. and your DNA. Mm-hmm. He mentions how it could be used to create and buy digital clothing, art, music, experiences, virtual events, and more. Okay, mm-hmm. here's how I see this. Okay. He's going to sell all your information like he did before. Yeah. You can put your social security number in there, your bank mm-hmm. account. Your, mm-hmm. They're going to be able to track what your, what your expenditures are. And then he's going to turn around and he's going to do what he did on Facebook and but, sell those analytics. But, but, but it's going to be anonymized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh-huh. going to be. Sure. Me, it's going to be, quote unquote, metadata. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like that we, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing people don't realize when you sign those terms and conditions, you give away your rights to your data. Yeah. It becomes theirs. Yeah. Exclusively theirs. Uh-huh. So whatever you think that you're getting out of this, they're getting a lot more. Yeah. That's the ratio. Next time you install an app on your phone and you get that screen that says the app needs access to your this, 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 and this, your photo, your photos, your location, your contacts, your, you know, actually read what it's, what it's asking you mm-hmm. because they're generally asking you for information on things that that app just does, has no need for whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, you know, Yelp, why does it need access to my contacts list? It doesn't. So they can sell all that information exactly. to somebody else. <laughs> exactly. That's how these free services, uh, here we go on this rant yeah. again. If it's oh, free, I got more on it. you're the commodity mm-hmm. and they're going to sell it to you. Yep. Or they're going to sell you is what they're selling. Yeah. They're selling you. Apple pays your carrier like $500 every time they sell an iPhone. Look, as, as evil as Zuck is, mm-hmm. he's got it down. Yeah. And as much as people he's think not he's not the only one. As as much as people think he's a robot. I'm a, I, I, I or can, a lizard. I can go either way on that one. Yeah. A lizard or a robot. Or a gay frog. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. I don't 
don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Frogs freaking frogs. It's not funny. I'm going to say it real slow for you. Gay. I can see that. You triggered me. I know. I know. I figured it would. So, yeah, I mean, people are going to eat this up. Mm-hmm. They're going to eat it up regardless if it's bad for them. I mean, it's like anything else. Cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Any type of escapism. They're going to eat it up. Yeah. They're going to become addicted Absolutely. to it. And the addictiveness is going to be in, you know, that pleasure center, that reward center, mm-hmm. just like gambling. Get a dopamine hit. Yep. And you're going to keep coming back for more over and over again. It's, now, a, it's essentially take like taking a small bit of ecstasy. Full disclosure. I'll yes. always say it. I have three of these headsets. Yes. I have one Oculus. I have a Vive. And then I have a Quest 2. Mm-hmm. Not hooked into the meta, quote unquote metaverse mm-hmm. proper, even right. though it's all metaverse. I'm not hooked into the metaverse proper. I've got a couple of games we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk about golf all uh, a lot mm-hmm. and play with friends. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not buying avatars. I'm buying different courses, but mm-hmm. I'm not buying avatars and I'm not buying different colored balls or mm-hmm. anything in it. I'm not spending my money on that. Right. I need to spend my money on, on important things like ammo, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not spending money on that. So you, <laughs> You know, I'm trying to keep my profile low. You can't get out of this. No. If you own a cell phone, you're in the system, mm-hmm. period. You're in the system. If you've got a Google or an Apple phone, you're in the system. Mm-hmm. If you, or Android, should mm-hmm. I say. Android or iPhone or actually any of them. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's no way to be off the grid no. digitally. There's mm-hmm. no way to not leave a digital footprint mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a bank account... <laughs> you yeah. have a digital footprint yep. Hate to say that to you yeah. unless you got that stuff buried under your mattress yeah. you got a digital footprint so there's no getting away with tra- getting away from tracking it's just mm-hmm. the way the world works it's, unless there's an emp that wipes out all the databases right. you, you're in them you're in many databases yes. period you are and you're about to be in more so the the virtual pleasure centers that we're going to and and everybody knows what this is really designed for any Mm -hmm. of this vr stuff is sex yeah (laughs) that's that's the ultimate there was a movie back in the 80s what was it called mindscape Mm -hmm. and that's where it all went to you know it was it was about virtual reality and interacting with others and 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 you know they all ended up going to sex Every time. Yeah. Every time. So, you know, it's, it's getting away with pleasures in a virtual world and, and eventually, I mean, you know, like we had some stories in the past where people were virtually raped. Yeah. We talked about that one lady who actually said she was raped in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. So what? (laughs) At what, at what point did you think, no, I'm not going to take off these goggles. Yeah, you're stupid. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just dumb. But that's that's the news on the Zuck. Um, I, I mean, I don't have good news for that. I think that gets us to a dystopian society that wastes away mm-hmm. uh, 
busy pleasuring themselves mm-hmm. and what whatever that looks like you mm-hmm. know it does not not necessarily sex but yeah you know gambling or whatever and instead of going to real places you're going to go to virtual places which there is a time and a place for that yeah yeah but if that's all you're doing and you're spending your central central bank digital currency <laughs> yep. on on cowboy hats mm-hmm. for your avatar using metapay using metapay uh you may want to rethink that yeah maybe just a little bit just a little all yeah right. that's all little. i got on that all right well you know you were talking about how the zuck is going to use all that personal data to sell and and uh and all that um and how you know, and we've said this many, many times on our podcast that, you know, if it's free, you are the commodity. Mm-hmm. Well, T-Mobile is selling your app usage data to advertisers um, more than what was ever done before. Usually it's, you know, you get the data inside the app mm-hmm. um, and then maybe a few adjoining things that, that, you know, advertisers can get a hold of now. T-Mobile's advertising business is offering a new way for marketers to pry into your app using habits. Um, Their new program is called App Insights. Mm -hmm. And um, what it does, it centers around a key piece of information that has unique access. What apps you use on your phone. Hmm. So it's going to give data on what apps are actually being used on your phone. That data has never been available before. Um, oh, bueno. Yeah, not at all. I mean, yeah, granted, it's going to be anonymized, but does it really matter? I mean, it's pulled together with other people, with similar interests and behaviors. So, you know, companies can't buy a specific user's app history. It's always been that way. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of creepy. Enough data points you can figure out who somebody oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it says uh, they're offering this loud and clear on its website. With the phrase, apps speak louder than words. Yeah, nice. Um, So asking clients to leverage app insights, the strongest indicator to consumer intent. And you can opt out. Mm -hmm. Um, You can download. uh, T-Mobile has an app that you can download to your Android (laughs) or iOS machine, your iPhone, called Magenta Marketing Platform Choices. Mm-hmm. And allows you to choose which companies have access to your data and it can allow you to opt out entirely. I'm sorry, but I'd rather go with an app called app choices, which is because I don't want to download a T-Mobile app <laughs> to opt out of T-Mobile app tracking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, according to ad exchanger iOS users are excluded from the program even if they've opted out opted in to app tracking so right now I guess it's not working with iPhones but I'm sure it will be very soon mm-hmm. uh yeah it's kind of creepy um it's not totally new that they do stuff like this but this is this is more widely encompassing than than anything they've ever done before um you know, Google and Apple allow people to opt out of tracking more easily than they used to. Mm-hmm. But you got to know how. You got to know where. Um, so marketers are looking for different ways to peek into your online habits. 
and wireless carriers are the eager ones to jump in and provide that information and t-mobile is just the latest to to jump on that bandwagon well let's uh go back in the way back machine real quick right you guys remember the um uh I think it was Allstate. They had an app and they were tracking your speed hmm. and yep. your movements. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, you can get your cards digitally uh-huh. and we can track you if you're breaking the law uh-huh. and we can raise your rates based on uh-huh. your behavior and how long you actually travel. Yep. Yeah. This is what that is. Yeah. I know. I know a guy um, that had that one with, uh, I think it was progressive. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, a lot of them have that. Um, tracking device, a little USB thing you stick in your car. Yeah, ODCB2. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, uh, I think he was with Progressive. But anyway, one of the safest drivers I know. Mm-hmm. And he put, he's like, well, okay, this says it can lower my rates. And like I said, he's a very safe driver. He really is. He plugged it in, and a month later, his, his rates went up. Yeah, big surprise. Hmm, really? Save money? I wonder... I'd like to know the percentage of people that it actually has ever saved money. Probably none. <laughs> very, very, very few, if any, I'm sure. I mean, these analytics, these are what actuaries do. They yeah. use analytics to mm-hmm. base risk. And, uh, you know, if they really knew what the risk was and how many people actually speed, yep. you know, when, it, when I just recently took out the mobile command center on a cross-country drive, Mm-hmm. Uh, I only go 65 tops. Right. And most of the roads are 70 down in Texas. They're 75 to 80. Man, I even even if it was 70, I was getting past it almost double speed. Oh, yeah. I mean, these people were passing me left and yep. right. Going, and, and I'm like, uh, nobody was behind me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody went around me. Yeah. It's just... If they really had an accurate tracking of that, I mean, I, I'm not even sure it would be even possible to buy car insurance. Oh, God, no. So, yeah. I mean, when you install these apps, you're getting... I'm surprised that it's not mandatory that you do it. I think it will be in the future. Yeah. I think it will be. Or they'll make it so astronomically expensive because you don't have the app. Yeah. And then you'll be stressing about... If you know, like we do, if you know what they're doing, yep. you'll be stressing out. I better not break this law. I better not go this <laughs> yep. many miles. Yep. And that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'll use it for ESG too, because they'll say yeah. you're traveling too much. Yeah. You're using way too much carbon. Yeah. You're, you're creating too much carbon. So you need to quit driving and work from home for yep. a week. And if you don't, well, then we're going to limit what you can buy at the grocery store. Yeah. Or we're going to limit how fast your car can go. Well, yeah. Here we go. Uh-huh. Dystopia. Oop. Went down a dark hole there. We really did. I just got depressed. <laughs> just got all kind of sad. Well, hey. Federal Appeals Court pauses FDA ban on Jules e-cigarette. Mm-hmm. Why do we care? I don't know. <laughs> do we? Juul can continue selling its e-cigarettes despite the Food and Drug Administration ordering the ban Thursday, according to the U.S. Court of Appeals of the District of Columbia. Its order, the court says, it's issuing a temporary stay to give Juul time 
to file an emergency motion, which it can then consider along with the response from the FDA. Okay. I thought, the, I thought the FDA was the end all be all. <laughs> when is the last time you trusted anything that came out of the FDA? Or any branch or department of the government. Yeah. The FDA I don't says, trust a dog catcher. Yeah. It's, well, okay. So here's, here's the catch. Okay. okay. All right. And, and I want you, you to there. think about this because uh-huh. it's going to lead somewhere else. Okay. The FDA says the reason for the ban is that there's insufficient evidence to assess the potential toxicological risks of using Juul products. So they're saying that it has not been tested enough long-term to evaluate. Does that sound like anything else you've ever heard of in the last couple of years? To evaluate its potential threat to the consumer. Uh huh. Maybe they should get an emergency order. Ah. Ah. They could hire Fauci as a consultant. Jewel can hire Fauci. Mm-hmm. Because, see, Fauci knows how to get around that whole long term study thing mm-hmm. or any study thing. So, it doesn't have to be long term, any study. Yeah. <laughs> You see how well that worked the first time oh, with yeah. tobacco. Yeah. It worked real well with that. Mm-hmm. You see how uh, well it worked with the HPV vaccine. Mm-hmm. Killing 600 kids. Yeah. Thanks, Bill Gates. Yeah. And we see how well it's worked <coughs> with the uh, <coughs> mm-hmm. gen- gene therapy. Yeah. You mean the one that's, that's right now estimated to... Okay. Let me let me word this correctly. Mm-hmm. Estimated around five hundred thousand deaths happened within a matter of three to five days at most of getting the vaccine. Now I'm not saying it's tied to the vaccine, mm-hmm. but it's suspicious. Mm, you think? Hmm. So here's the thing. The only reason we had tobacco for so many years mm-hmm. is because lobbyists. Yep. And I get the feeling with Jewel, it's the same thing. They, oh, yeah. did, they didn't want to play by the rules originally. Right. But they're having to now. Now, is, is Jewel owned by one of the tobacco companies? I know the tobacco <laughs> companies have put out their own. But um, theirs are made with tobacco. They're not made with. Uh, they're not made with. Pharmaceutical nicotine. Okay. No, I think. uh, Let's make no mistake. Right. Tobacco has been linked to cancer. Yes. 100%. Yes. So the tobacco companies are trying to sell a smokeless cigarette that is not a vape. It's still based on tobacco. I thought they, I, I thought they all uh, went, had a uh, had a vape as well, or they, you know, when the vape really started coming out, that they uh, they all went into the vape market. Now, uh, Philip Morris is trying to do something. I forgot what it was. I, I had to look it up on for another podcast, but uh, their stuff is ba- still based on tobacco, and and Juul is based on pharmaceutical nicotine. Mm-hmm. So 
nicotine itself as a chemical is addictive. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Very addictive. That's its only negative side effect. Right. Nicotine does not cause cancer. No, no. It's just addictive. Mm-hmm. It's addictive and it's a uh, vasoconstrictor. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, just thought that that was interesting and that yeah. that would be. Uh, but what are they trying to do? They're trying to squeeze Jewel. Yeah. Jewel's getting them. big. Yeah. They're trying to squeeze them. Yep. And if you pay to play. All right. I was just looking at the Jewel's website and they're about section in corporate section and yeah doesn't look like they're owned by anybody yeah and i guarantee you there's some tobacco lobbyists out there that are really trying to get get the screws put to jewel uh oh wait a minute i am seeing something else looking this up the fda denies authorization to market jewel products apparently currently marketed jewel products must be removed from u.s market this is from two days ago. Uh, stop selling and distributing these products. In addition to these currently on the U.S. market must be removed or risk enforcement action. The products include the jewel device. Okay. So what it's I'm not, talking it's about. Not what I was, it's what not I'm what talking I was, about is the stay on what on you just the, read. What I'm reading here. Yeah. Okay. The headline that I read, um, not out loud, but the link that had the release in this press release in it made it sound like jewel was using um marketing that said fda authorizes jewel you know or has mm-hmm. you know backs it or whatever you know it's yeah. fda approved and they're not so yeah i mean i could see that you know what out, kills more people what than vaping what's that alcohol yeah you know it kills more people than that opioids yeah. Watch Dope Sick if you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's still in my queue. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. It's really good by Michael with Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. He, he did it and and started it. It's really good about the Sackler family. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, it'll it'll get you pissed off. It won't get me pissed off. Mm, might. <laughs> it might. I wasn't really pissed off, but I wanted to go shoot somebody. Yeah. It really doesn't require me to be pissed off. Wait a minute. Did I say that out loud? Can we cut that? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I, might be, I'll, I'll cut I might that. Get, I might get swatted. I'll cut that in post. Yeah. <laughs> I might get swatted by one of our three listeners. Um, oh, I'm kidding. We have more than three listeners. It's like five. Yeah. No. Anyway. Uh, all right. I have nothing else on that. All right. Do you have any other text stories? I have text stories. Go ahead. No, um, do not. All right, this one kind of yeah, it's pretty it's pretty much tech. Um ever since uh June 2nd, so a few a couple, about 3 weeks ago. A little over 3 weeks ago, uh Elon Musk tells Tesla employees that you need to return to the office or else no more working from home. Okay. Okay. Sounds fair. Sounds reasonable. You know, I hire you to do a job, I want you to do that job. If you can't do that job, all right, find a different one. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. Well, if you don't find your happiness here, you find your happiness elsewhere. Yes, the government is looking into into uh, mandating work for a uh, work from home option for com- private for private companies. <laughs> good luck. 
Yeah, nearly two thirds of the country um, were uh, in a new poll came out that two thirds of the nearly two thirds of the country now wants the government to require companies to have a work from home policy. People just don't even think about the rippling effects of this stuff. It's a whole thing about dividing you and keeping you isolated. Well, I get that, but okay, you know who that's really going to hurt? It's not the worker. It's not the. It's not the company. It's all the ancillary companies, like baristas and restaurant workers, because people are not going to be leaving, you know, on their on their break to go get coffee at the local coffee shop. Well, true. They're not going to be meeting for lunch. They're not going to be doing, you know, the little. You know, some people like to go shopping during the lunch hour. They're not going to be doing that stuff. You know, all those ancillary businesses that require a big business to be there for them to to function and maintain themselves, they're going to die off. Mm-hmm. Service industries. Yeah. All those industries are just going to die off if this comes to pass. And I'm thinking that might be what they want. Hmm. You know, it gets us more, it gets us closer and closer to that ready player one scenario. Well, I've been kind of wondering lately, why am I paying $200 a year for Amazon prime when they can't get me stuff in two days anymore? Yeah, there's that. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I paid for it. Not for those great shows that I can download in other places. (laughs) I signed up for Amazon prime for free. It was two day shipping when I signed up. Yep. Um, when I signed up, it was one day free shipping. Really? Overnight. Yeah. Wow. That's the way it used to be. And then they switched to the two day. I've been, I've been a, a prime member for God. I think 2007, 2008 mm-hmm. is when I signed up. I've been a prime member for a long time, yeah. but it was one day, one day free shipping. And that new egg had the same thing too. Mm-hmm. One day oh, yeah. free shipping. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, yeah, this is, uh, you know, people want it because, it, you know, gas prices are killing them. So they want to stay home. I yeah. get that. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is the pollings that have been done. 86% of people said they're more productive at home. Yeah. Who in the hell is going to say, no, I'm not more productive at home. Well, they're more productive at home, but not for their job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're doing the laundry, yeah. they're mowing the lawn. And I get it. You know, my first time working from home, I worked from home when I was working for a company at, at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I had to do was first, you know, it's the self-discipline to make yourself work all day. You know, because there's laundry to do. Yeah. The refrigerator's there. I can grab something to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a show that I recorded last night. I don't sit here and watch it. I have nothing going on right now at work. I can do it later. You know, and that, that happens. It's easy to do. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of self-discipline. Well, I, it does. I work from home too, and it takes a lot of self-discipline. And not everybody's built like that. No, not at all. And then for me, and then I, I did a complete reversal. You know, I set up uh, my office as, you know, a spare bedroom as an office. Set it up like an office. It didn't have a bed in it. It didn't have, you know, it was an office. Mm-hmm. And then I would go in the morning after I made his coffee, walk in there, I would close the door and it's like a switch went off in my head. You know, I'm at work. This is workspace. Yes. And I was fine and I would work. The problem was seven o'clock roll around and my then wife would yell, are we eating tonight? Uh-huh. You know, 
Because I would. You don't have a wife anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know. I (laughs) learned that lesson. Um, But you know that's how it was. Because the worst part of working from home, especially if you work for yourself, but working from home is you're always at work. Yes. So it's really cool, but it can be really detrimental to everything else in your life. I got those calls at I get those calls at ten, eleven, twelve in in the morning Mm -hmm. and. At night, and hey, mm-hmm. can you check this server out? Make sure it's still pushing. Oh yeah, pushing email through or remote email or whatever. And yeah. and I get these calls all the time. It means I'm never off. I'm yeah. on the clock, twenty four seven. Well, my last corporate job, I was director of IT, but I was also still the senior engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on I was on call twenty four seven three sixty five. Yeah, the only time, and I say it's the best vacation I've ever had because of this one reason. I was in the Bahamas, and it's before Wi-Fi was readily available everywhere, and cell phone service wasn't great. Yeah, they couldn't get a hold of me. That's why I, I used to like, go to Jamaica. <laughs> I was like, eight days and seven nights of silence, peace, <laughs> peace and silence, uh, because it didn't matter. I'd call out sick, I'd get phone calls. I'd be on vacation, I'd get phone calls, emails, phone calls. Well, if if you're an IT guy. Anytime the phone rings, you cringe. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. You don't even look at the number. You just. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh. Well, because in IT, I've said this for years, you're either invisible or in trouble. Mm-hmm. When everything's working great, nobody, nobody knows notices. my name. <laughs> nobody knows my name. But when something goes wrong, uh, mine's the only name they know. Public enemy number one. That's it. Mm. So, uh Yeah. Um, this work from home thing is, is gotten out of hand. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people can be more productive and a lot of, a lot of businesses can allow for people to work from home and we'll save them on leasing, uh, office space, which is great. Mm-hmm. But should the government mandate it? Hell no. Well, a lot of places once you come back because they do have brick and mortar and they want those buildings filled. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of them have have customers that come through sometimes. And if they're walking through and they see a whole bunch of empty cubicles, you know, why look would like you want to go? You're going out of business. Yeah, I I don't think I want to do business with you guys. Yeah. Not looking good. <clears throat> That's all I got on that one. All right. Well, here's the last story. Okay. Good news. Uh-huh. New Starlink for RVs will keep you connected. Awesome. So why, why does this differ? Okay. I have Starlink right. and I have quote unquote residential and I can turn on roaming and it's an extra, I think 30, 35 bucks a month. And mm-hmm. then I can go to another address for up to two months. Well, now they have Starlink for RVs, which mm-hmm. you can pause at any time. So if you're only using it for your RV, you pay $135 a month, which is the same as if you paid for the roaming. Right. But if you can't, if you put it on pause before the next month's billing cycle, Mm -hmm. you're not paying for it. So you only pay for the months you use. Exactly. That's cool. So somebody finally did something smart. That's, that's, I like that. Is it pricey? Yeah, it's pricey. But guys like me who are IT people. It's really not. No, it's not. $135 is not a big bill to pay when I've got to do something. Or maybe I could leave a week early 
work from the road. I think I think I pay I think I pay like a hundred bucks a month for my internet service. Yeah. Cable internet. Well, this is in the if you're doing in addition like I am. So right. that's another oh, yeah, yeah, hundred and thirty five dollars yeah, yeah. a month. But anyway. So yeah, I mean these guys these guys have Elon's figured it out. Yeah. Or whoever's running Starlink. I know there there's a lady who's a CEO there, but they figured it out. They know how to keep people happy mm-hmm. and they know that people are Look, man, 4G is blows goats. <laughs> I mean, three, yeah. th- I did 3G uh, internet. I did 2G internet. Uh, uh, even when it was a dial-up connection, yeah. I've done I've done wireless because I've had to travel. I've had to have mm-hmm. on-site internet. Uh, when I was doing some installations for medical equipment, they don't let you come in and plug into their network. That's not what they do. No. <laughs> You're not going to do no. that. So you better bring your own. And if you've ever stayed in, I'm an RVer. I'm of that certain age. You um, are. I am an RVer. And when I, when I travel, I got to have internet. And yep. for a while that's been 4G. And depending on the part of the country, cause I have Verizon parts of the country and a great part of the great state of Texas does not have Verizon coverage unless you're in a major metropolitan area mm-hmm. or on a highway. Mm-hmm. So eh, maybe you get it, maybe you don't. And it's always been frustrating. Starlink, as long as you can see the sky, you can get a connection. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't use it while driving. <laughs> no, no, they'll, they'll take it away from you. Really? If you use it while driving. They'll take it away from you? Yes. They will disable your account. Wow. So, because people have been strapping big, them, people been strapping them to their cars. Well, yeah, and a little big brotherish. But I get it. I get it. It's, I mean, I understand they it. Don't, they don't have a platform that you can. But I have to say that I, I don't disagree with them being able to do it. Yeah. They're not the government. Right. They're a private company. Private they company. have their rules. I am free. Subsidized I am, by the government. I'm a free market guy. Yeah. So what the market dictates, you know, if a company puts out policies in the market and the, and the free market doesn't like it, those policies will eventually change. Well, there's, there's some things to that. You know, people were getting magnets, putting it on the base and strapping mm-hmm. it to their cars, mm-hmm. which, you know, that thing catches the wind. It flies off, hits somebody in traffic. Right. I, I get yeah, but that's the same thing as seatbelt laws. I, I disagree. I wear my seatbelt, but I, I disagree with the law. It's not a law. It's I not dis- a law. I disagree with the seatbelt law. It's a terms of service. There are seatbelt laws. Uh, yes, but I'm oh, talking okay. about yeah, the yeah, Starlink yeah. thing. No, but you're not no, a you law. Say, it's a terms no, of but service. You were saying, you know, because, you know, it's causing accidents and all this. Well, it's the same thing as the seatbelt law. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it should be mandated. But again... Um, it's a private company, so they're allowed to do anything they want. And yeah. I don't disagree with their ability to do anything they want, as long as it's not the government telling me that I must do that. I, I agree with their thinking up to where they have a stable stationary platform mm-hmm. that they can put it on that doesn't cause any right. injury to other yeah. people. Um, so I, I get that. But anyway, regardless yeah. of any of that, uh, so yeah, good move for Elon on that. Um, you know, really paying attention to what his customers. Want. I like that. I like that, that RV option. 
you yeah. know, the, the monthly, you know, only the month that you want to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that option. I think that's, that's a smart, smart idea. Yeah. Well, that's it for me. That it for you. I got one. It's, you're going to love this one. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mr. Peanut Rocket himself showing off new features for uh, Alexa. Alexa can mimic the voices of your dead relatives. Creepy. Hey, Alexa, that's weird as hell. Do I hear your Alexa come beeping at me? Yes, yeah, stop it. Ah, <laughs> Alexa. There it is. I heard it. All right. Uh, yeah. Amazon revealed a new experimental Alexa feature that allows the AI assistant to mimic the voices of users' dead relatives. How creepy is this shit? Well, how do they have that information? I, the, oh, I, it doesn't say. Uh, they have a demo. It's on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's Mars 2022 day two keynote address. Um, it says uh, Rohit Pashad, Amazon head scientist for Alexa AI, introduced the clip by saying that adding human attributes to AI systems was increasingly important in these times of the ongoing pandemic when so many of us have lost someone we love. So have a have a robot <laughs> a, ghost. While AI can't eliminate the pain of that loss, it can definitely make their memories last. Oh my God! Yeah, let's not get past the grieving point. Let's just pretend that they're still there in the yeah. tube. If Alexa starts talking to me like my grand in my grandmother's voice, I'm shooting it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm calling Ghostbusters. Yeah, little Echo <laughs> Dot's going flying with a bullet. <laughs> Um, I just, you know, between, uh, what was it? The Astro, mm-hmm. Amazon Astro, the robot with his telescoping, uh, telescoping, uh, camera. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and five cameras. Yeah. But doesn't do anything but like map your house, map your house and take <laughs> pictures of shit. Um, between that and this. Yeah. Amazon has, has definitely pegged the uh, creepy scale yeah well no doubt about that but uh that's all i got for today all right well if you want to get in touch with me it's uh good old scott at techtools.net that's scott at t-e-k-t-o-o-l-z.net dean where can we find you uh, you can find me at dean at techtools.net t-e-k-t-o-o-l-z.net or go to our website or you can also reach us um, or become a producer. Reach out and touch Dean. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm good with it. Uh, <laughs> become a producer, donate to the show, and uh, you know, kind of direct what you think we should do. If you have some ideas, we will be happy to do it. If you do donate and write it, write a little note with it, we will read it on air for all the world to hear. Yes, if you want, you can also be left anonymous, which most people seem to want. But that's okay. Uh, just come on back and tell your friends or your enemies. Well, one last thing, Dean. Stay safe, buddy. Stay safe, Dean. Let's go.